0: Creatives are emerging from Africa, embracing their true identity and giving a voice to the otherwise marginalized, reshaping their narrative and chanting a new course for others to follow. We sit down with these creatives and discover who they are, what's driving them to create and how it's making a change. On this episode, I speak with Monia Dodo, a creative who leads and trains web developers and journalists to create and share content through diverse digital platforms, empowering the ordinary men and women to have a say in their political arena. This is The Creative Huddle. How do you describe
1: yourself? I would describe myself as, you know, actually that's a very interesting question because I've never sort of describing myself uh, I think I'll describe myself as a creative a digital native and a radical transparency activist so radical transparency so it's like uh, I believe in having you know open platforms open channels I believe that, you know, institutions should be transparent about transparent about the way that they spend money, especially government institutions or mm-hmm. uh, you know civil institutions. And you know, transparency is the way to go in terms of you know where we need to go as a country or as Africans or as creatives. Like mm-hmm. the more transparent we are about what we are doing and how we are doing it, the more we can learn from our mistakes and you know pick up the trainings and you know learn from each other and you know fix things as we go yeah
0: okay yeah pretty cool so with that um what platforms have you set up or what have you done with with that radical transparency what
1: uh uh, lots and lots of stuff uh Uh, but i think for i think right now i'm more known for uh uh, the project that i'm currently running called open pali um, so that's more of an open data project. Uh, so we take government data and make it more accessible to people uh, online and offline. Uh, so I think that's the best example of a radical transparency project. Right. We uh, we make parliament uh, the parliament Hansard more accessible, make mm-hmm. bills more accessible, we break down the bills and make it make them you know, make sense to someone who reads them or who doesn't really know what a bill is supposed to say. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, making things more clear for ordinary citizens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
0: that's doubling more into educating. Yeah. Educating and okay. uh, using, you, you
1: know, using create creative ways uh, of educating uh, the population, you know, uh, so edu-, edu civic tech.
0: I guess that's what it take yeah. 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 Okay, you're coming up with some new ones <laughs> really, that I've never heard of, but uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, so tell me, how did you actually come about starting the Open Pali?
1: Well, you know, so Open Pali is a Magamba Network project. Right. So it, um, it started off with a boot camp. So we had a, we had a we had a group of young people. And we're going towards the 2018 elections, uh, so mm. we were wondering why young people weren't getting involved in elections, why they weren't participating in processes. You know, there was just a, g- a general, uh, you know, disconnection between young people and, 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 and right. the political processes. So uh, we were wondering what the, what that, what the problem was. And we're going towards the 2018 elections. It was mm-hmm. in 2016 when we, we we noted this trend, and, and so we got a, a group of young people together. And we had like a focus group discussion, you know, just to find out where they were. And then uh, they started talking and they were like, oh, you know, political processes are boring, uh, we don't yeah. know. And two, we have no access to the corridors of power, so we don't yeah. know what goes on in parliament, we don't even know what the processes are. So for us to be involved in certain processes, we need to understand them better. Uh, so over a period of three days, we, you know, brainstormed uh, how we could make, uh, you know, uh, like government data more accessible to them yeah. and in those days there was free Twitter like 2016 uh, Twitter was still free on the Econet platform so we we they, they the, the young people who participated in the boot camp decided to like okay why don't we uh, send a young person into Parliament with you know a phone and then they just sit in there and then they just live tweet everything that's happening. Were you allowed to do that? Yeah you're allowed to in the do Parliament? That. Yeah you're allowed to do that so okay. parliament's, Parliament, Zimbabwean Parliament actually has a public gallery so you, mm. any person can actually go in there and sit mm. all you need is you need to dress formally and have your id that's right. all you need but you can attend par- parliament mm. sessions yeah uh, so that's what we did so we sent the first young person and they set up the twitter handle and then that's how it started and then a couple of uh, months later facebook launched uh facebook live and then we're like okay so why don't you just start live streaming the session so literally yeah it's young people with cell phones in, in Parliament. Uh, selfie sticks, mm. we've got no professional <laughs> cameras, nothing, everything is done by cell phones. So yeah. it's like Samsung phones and uh, selfie sticks, that's it.
0: Mm. So you've been in Parliament prior to this project? No. Yourself? You haven't been? No. So that was your first?
1: That was our first foray into Parliament, yeah. and, I, and I've hardly been to Parliament. Uh, yeah. Like, my how I access Parliament is through open Parliament, so I like, just watch through the videos and I participate that way. Right. Uh, also, because there's a limited number of uh, things that you can do with, with Parliament, so the times may not be convenient, so we mm-hmm. think that a lot of people don't have the time to be going to Parliament, yeah. you know, they have work to do, they have right, stuff to do, right, so right. this was a very convenient way to you know, to get people to participate and to see what was happening. Okay.
0: Yeah. So were you also into politics? I'm not into politics,
1: I wouldn't call myself, you know, I'm, a, I'm more of a creative actually. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I like to use my creativity to help those who want to spread a message right. uh, uh, you know, across, across, mm-hmm. the, across whatever channels that they have. Mm-hmm. And I think the uh, parliament just happened to be a very important, critical uh, component of what we we're going through as a country. So I thought yeah. you know, this, this, would be, this would be a great way. And it was by accident, actually, so it wasn't, it wasn't by design, it was mm-hmm. literally by accident. Yeah. Okay, yeah, oh, that's, that's fantastic. fantastic,
0: that's fantastic. So, so, Magamba Network is pretty much known for uh, Magamba Network and, and... So, Magamba Network <laughs> and Motor Republic are well known for uh, just giving platforms for creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, you being a part of that, what do you think is the main drive for that initiative?
1: Well, I think there's a, there's a gap. Uh, uh-huh. There's a gap in the there's a gap in the in in the ecosystem I guess so Mm -hmm. like when 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 people are thinking of businesses to support or when institutions are thinking of businesses to support think of agriculture mining right creatives are always at the last uh, uh, tail end of of the of the the ecosystem Mm -hmm. Uh, and when budgets are cut (laughs) it's the creative budgets Mm -hmm. that are cut for the public relations the marketing so I think this space was born out of a need for to have to to how it's created, and how Motor Republic came to be was my company network had a you know was running a festival called Shopper Festival, an urban mm-hmm. arts festival, and you know from that uh, you know a Shoko Festival happens once a year and you know, it brings together musicians, artists, graffiti artists, uh, de- uh, developers, bloggers. But there was a need to house them and to have a continuous process of, you know, like engaging with them. So, yeah. that's how Motor Republic came to be, as a home for creatives uh, continuously. And it was one of the first creative hubs in the, in the country, so it's uh, dedicated to uh, giving a space for creators, so a co-working space, uh, because most creatives work, work from home, like this, especially the freelancers, they work from home, and sometimes while you're working from home, you don't have the opportunity to connect and collaborate with other people so you're in your own silo, mm-hmm. so having a co-working space uh, enables you to have, you know, interacting with other people, so like for here we have graphic designers, web developers, animators, you know, video videographers and the collaborations that come out of there are all just organic, so like yeah. the one guy makes a website for the graphic designer, the graphic designer right. makes logos for the video guys and it's just... know an exchange of Mm -hmm. skills and then they're also helping each other in business and Mm then one person has a client who requires services across the board and then they bring that together they form some sort of consortium they pitch they get the money they split it so it's like a contribution to the ecosystem and just realizing that uh, yeah you don't necessarily have to work from home and also because there's the supporters. Okay, <laughs> that's a big from, one, right? Right. So, in Zimbabwe, we reliable internet and faster, yeah. and mm-hmm. and at an affordable fee. So, not, not everyone can afford the, the, the packages that the uh, internet service providers give. Yeah. So here, yeah, those the the internet is subsidized, mm-hmm. comes with the the package. So, right.
0: Yeah. Cool. So, tell me, what is the state of the creative culture in Zimbabwe? You know. Uh, I don't think anyone has actually
1: done it like a, like a comprehensive study of like what the ecosystem looks like uh, but what we do know is that um, you know Zimbabwe is a, like a rich tradition of you know yeah, creativity like from our uh, like our ancestors like everything about our culture is you know creative you know you just have to look at great Zimbabwe uh, uh, to see that everything about our culture has has been like embedded in like some sort of creativity, so uh currently where we are, I think we creatives are, are, are feeling at the at the wrong end of the economic crunch uh, mm-hmm. like I said uh, you know they f- suffer the most when the economy suffers, so mm-hmm. um, companies tend to cut their public relations budget their marketing budgets first before they they do anything else and then that tends to affect the photographers the videographers the you know the designers everyone everyone suffers because no one is you know tapping into their talent so I think they are yeah they are at a a, a very difficult position they're in a very difficult position I think Uh, but I think there's also a new wave of you know freelancers that have come up that are not necessarily aligned to an agency or you know a company or anything that are right. uh, born digital that work online that you know use tools like freelancer.com fiverr uh, and you know are making money from outside the country and you know literally you know uh, supplying creative work to companies in south africa uk usa uh, animators who are doing portions of movies from from zimbabwe and 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 doing amazing things and i think we've we're kind of like following the same trend that's happening around the world, where you know the big advertising agencies and the big studios uh, are starting to become less relevant, mm-hmm. uh, and the small guys, the small creative studios, are the ones that are taking up the the bulk of the market. Uh, and you see, you see companies like uh, I don't know, like the one example that I have is this animation studio called Alula. Uh, which which I'm sure you've seen some of the adverts because they've done yep. stuff for Zoe and yep. uh, Iconet and it's just a, a small team a very small team but they do exceptional work in terms of like you know the 3D 3D animation and it's, and traditionally that you would have needed uh, to be part of a huge company right. five years ago to produce something like that right. but with the advancement of having powerful computers strong internet uh and better software in terms of animation, you mm-hmm. don't necessarily need 20 people to do that anymore. Right. Uh, that can be done with smaller teams. So yeah, so I think we're going, we're going, we are, the, the the industry is advancing to where smaller teams are actually better, like right. uh, than huge corporates. Yeah. So you'll see less and less
0: mm-hmm. giant companies from the creative industry. Yeah. Okay. So with that, would you say there's um, collaborations within the creative industry in Zimbabwe or is it it's mainly just the one person just doing everything you know just like a jack of all trades. If, if I'm into videography then I'm the camera guy I'm the editor I'm the director and I'm also the producer of it would you say these collaborations with the smaller teams that are currently there right now or is it a mix of both
1: I think it's a mix of both but I think that there, there are actually more collaborations happening now than they would have than would have happened previously because now instead of having a uh a company do hiring an editor and a videographer and an animator and keeping them on their payroll. Yeah. Companies are literally it's a briefcase company or like a, someone working from home. And when they require certain services, that's when they hire out uh, a videographer and editor, to, you know, to complement whatever they're doing. Yeah. But they don't. They are not necessarily keeping those people on staff 24/7. It's like as and when. So I think more collaborations are happening, and you find that. Uh, more people have are working on th- different projects. So you work on a project with this organization today. You're working on a commercial project next week. You're working on a uh, civil society project, and it actually helps you, you know, figure out oh, oh, there's a there's a different market. There are different right. things happening, and you actually end up if you are if you are in that space you actually end up having more exposure than someone who some, someone who, you know, it just narrows their, their 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 focus to just corporate work. So
0: yeah, I think currently we're having more collaborations happening.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. And with that, does it come with the creatives coming up with their own content or are they merely just focusing on the bread and butter and feeding the <clears throat> the corporates, doing their advertisements, doing their design works? Doing their animations, do you think creatives right now in Zimbabwe are at a point where they are creating their own content?
1: I think you're high uh, in Zimbabwe. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't just survive on content. I'm gonna, I'm to use Bustop as a, as an example. Bustop right. creates content and they're based yeah? but I'm sure they like for for their for. Half their content, I'm sure they, they have commercial clients and stuff. So you, have, yeah. you just have to spread yourself uh, across the board. Yeah. And I know creatives who, you know, who do uh, videos, uh, corporate videos, but then end up also doing we, uh, weddings on the weekends right. because you, you really can't let any client go. And you, a, any dollar that comes into your pocket is, yeah. is valuable. So I think uh, that is actually the biggest challenge right now because there's very little money coming from... Uh, Corporates, so right. that has to be shared across you know mm-hmm. a lot of creatives. So, if you think of like the companies on the Zimbabwe Stock Exchange that are actually hiring creatives, so that have a budget for creatives, there are very few. Mm-hmm. So mainly Delta and Econet. And when yeah. you, <laughs> <pretty> <laughs> then you start, you start scratching the bottom of the barrel, and then so yeah. everyone else is, has very limited uh, budgets. Yeah. So that to survive, you have to go and do the weddings and the. Mm-hmm
0: three-year-old birthday parties, (laughs) so. Do you think that also has a bearing in terms of how we are uh, minimizing our own creativity? Because when you're doing a wedding, there's so much creativeness you can put into it. Mm. So you're not really thinking about, okay, how about if we we move this over there? In terms of photography, you're limited that particular moment where it's like, okay, now it's time to go and take photos. That's literally the only point in time where you can be creative. Do you think just doing the mundane, or not the mundane, but then, Doing the corporate work, is that stifling our creative? I I think it depends on the
1: creative. I think the, the weddings and the three year old birthday parties are important. <laughs> <laughs> they're important. <laughs> they're, important. <laughs> they're important baseline. They're like, they're really? like, that is like the baseline. This is yeah. like the standard mm-hmm. the jobs yeah. uh, that will be coming in. Yeah. But I think if you get stuck there and that yeah. becomes your, the level that you just stay at, yeah. then you're in trouble. I think. Most creatives start off doing weddings and three old birthday parties, mm-hmm. and then they start to think of, oh, what else can we do? Like once you've mastered the weddings and yeah. the birthday parties, you learn that you can probably write a script uh, right. you know, that can edit the things. Uh, you've mm-hmm. you figured out how to do the shorts in right, such a way right, that you can right. cut down the yeah. your editing time into such a short period of time. So mm-hmm. where a wedding will take you 12 hours to edit, maybe it's not taking you four hours to edit, and then you've got these six hours to now do the things that you, mm-hmm. you need to do, but I know so for certain guys who make movies in Zimbabwe who definitely still do weddings on the weekends, and okay. then the weddings are the things that they then you, you know they finance their mm-hmm. artistic side, yeah. so now they have time mm-hmm. or the space to go in to do what they really love to go shoot a show, to go shoot a movie or to do a music video yeah or to do some conceptual things but I think. Depends. Depending on who you are, like yeah. if you get stuck in the wedding item, and you become like just my thing is weddings, jets. Ah, then you know, that's <laughs> <You've> you You chose <laughs> You You've chosen your, <laughs> <You've, you've laughs> <you've chosen> your <laughs> bed. Uh, but I'd I'd say yeah, we, those things are cool. But just don't get don't get stuck in that mode.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay. So what? What uh, in terms of um, which ones do you think are the top? Uh, creatives right now who are literally creating things for themselves like within the creative space uh, on a large.
1: Well, I think there's just definitely a demand for developers. Developers are on demand. Like yeah. there's a shortage like globally for yeah. developers, so they automatically have a market because every company right now is moving onto the onto the, uh, online and thinking of ways to to mm-hmm. to to capture that market. So I think de- developers definitely have a jump on anyone. Yeah. And then I think animators, because I think animators, because it's a uh, you know the cost of doing an animation I think has is, is shifted from 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 what it used to be. Like uh, you can there's now lots of apps, lots of softwares where yeah. you can be self-taught and learn how to animate. And I think most of the animators. Currently, in Zimbabwe, are like self-taught, and I think there's a demand for that because there's a, the other industries are saturated. Like, there's only so many videos that you can make, there's yeah, only sure. so many photographs that you can make, and that market becomes mm-hmm. saturated. So I think photography and video guys, mm-hmm. you have to like probably, you know, cut you know, cut your own niche. Yeah. Oh, you know it'd be exceptionally good because it's not overcrowded because everyone with an iPhone <laughs> thinks, <laughs> of their, <laughs> thinks, their, uh, thinks of yeah. their photographer <laughs> like they, right. Insta- Instagram trend oh, uh, yes. everyone who thinks right. that they, they, they start an Instagram account they can they now take pictures so that market is crowded so, you've, so I think it's more difficult for a photographer to stand out mm. than it is an animator An animator right. can get, a, get away with a lot of things yeah uh, because there's just not that many mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and I think also video is difficult right now because I think a lot of people are just going for the live stream format <laughs> like oh, yeah. Facebook live boom okay. that, uh, uh, posted online uh, yeah. so now they're bypassing other things that right. you would normally need so that area is a bit saturated as well because people are like, oh, do I really need a video editor uh, right. or can right. I edit it all my, myself? Yeah. Uh, do I really need a photographer or can I just take a picture with my iPhone and mm. use filters and, yeah.
0: and, and and let it go? So yeah, okay.
1: those, are, those are my, that's my list.
0: All right. And what, what would you say about the, the media space in Zimbabwe? Do you think it's now open uh, to the rest of the world? Do you think we're at a place where Um, A young kid can aspire and actually have a a life where they can provide for themselves and for the rest of their family do you think Zimbabwe is at that point or we are slowly getting there or it will never happen
1: Uh, I think it's still restricted I think like especially the uh, there's still a lot of legislation that restricts uh, uh, like the setting up of media houses in Zimbabwe Uh, so I think there's a law that says like uh, foreign companies are not allowed to invest, you know, to be 100% owned in Zimbabwe, like mm-hmm. if you're a broadcasting company, like yeah. it's totally impossible. So yeah. that that limits the, the number of companies that, that are going to come to Zimbabwe in terms of broadcasting or that are going to set up a, a broadcasting station or a radio station Yeah, already. Uh, but I think the other industries that have got nothing to do, that don't require the, that sort of legislation that's uh, online based, yeah, the opportunities are endless. Yeah. Uh like I said, like bus stop is an example of yeah. that, um Nafuna uh yeah. doing their animation shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so there are guys who are taking advantage of like the 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 increase in uh in internet uh penetration in Zimbabwe mm-hmm. and using that as a platform and just you know, producing content straight for the internet and bypassing all these traditional platforms. Yeah. Uh and then They're accessing bigger markets, so I think yes, there is an opportunity for uh, young people to grow up and become animators uh, and content creators, like, and start off straight by being digital content creators first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, yeah, huge opportunities, and I think as the internet grows and as more people in Zimbabwe get online, there'll be there'll be a bigger demand for for that. And if you've seen with. Like just the music videos, the quality of music videos that are being produced now, as opposed to five years ago, and the number of views that they're getting. I think in the last three years, like Zimbabwean music videos have started, have started clocking like millions of views, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. which is something just something new and then the growing trend, which is also a reflection of that. There's demand for Zimbabwean content online. Yeah. So I think if you are not thinking in the traditional sense of what I need to go. go work for a broadcasting station i need to work for a newspaper or an advertising agency but if you think outside of the box Mm -hmm. and see the opportunities that are there online
0: i think Mm. the opportunities are endless okay which one would you say is the best platform for zimbabweans to jump on
1: i depends okay so if you if you want to be heard Mm -hmm. or if you've got something to say Mm -hmm. uh, twitter okay so twitter is for the way i see it twitter is for the other side of someone. People are are on the other side of someone. If you've got something to say, you've got an opinion, you think you're a good leader, then Twitter is for you. Yeah, And that's mainly for writers? Yeah, Yeah. yeah, mainly for writers. If you like Mm -hmm. writing and, you know, if you think you can coin words or put things in a way with words, you know, Twitter is for you. If you like writing, Twitter is for you. Uh, If you like jokes, you know, general stuff, you just like cracking jokes, Watching videos, memes, mm-hmm. stuff, Povo, generally. Facebook, yeah. Okay. You know, so it's is like,
0: Facebook the other side of the world? Facebook is, everyone. is it it, everyone. It. Everyone. It. Everyone. everyone, Facebook is just Povo. Okay. Okay. Povo, is yes, anything yeah. about Facebook. <laughs> Facebook
1: is more. <people. laughs> and then if you're, into, if you're into, you know, more designer, you know, cool uh, aesthetics, mm-hmm. then Instagram and Pinterest. Okay. Those are your things you should be. I mean, you can you you can live on Instagram and Pinterest, right? Uh, and then if you're into video content, I think, mm-hmm. and you have access to the internet, mm-hmm. uh, then YouTube because YouTube then requires a little bit more data than right Facebook right. and Twitter because Facebook and Twitter at least you can get a bundle, yeah. But YouTube ah, YouTube will <laughs> chow your data. So if you're starting out, I'd say if you're starting out, yeah, just figure out what you want. But I think yeah, starting out with the Facebook, mm-hmm. the Facebook, Facebook is you Know entry level yeah. and then you can branch off.
0: Okay, so do you think Zimbabweans are consuming a lot of content?
1: Yeah, over the years, I think Zimbabweans have increasingly been consuming a lot of content. I think the latest statistics were like that liquid was had laid, uh, laid uh, a lot of uh, fiber optic cables in Harare, and Harare is like one of the most connected cities yeah. on the continent. Yeah. So, on the continent, yeah, one wow. of the most connected cities on the continent. Uh, uh, according to the to the to the liquid report, and so I think there's a lot of people in urban areas, and then there's a lot of uh, content consumption and also because just in Zimbabwe, ZBC is boring. Okay. And the traditional <laughs> media platforms are, uh, you know, boring. That's pretty much radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's NBC and radio, that's yeah, about it. They're boring. So mm-hmm. uh, people have access to internet data bundles, um, yeah. make content accessible, and most people are accessing their content yeah. via WhatsApp. So, I mean, so mm-hmm. a lot of this content is being consumed via WhatsApp. So I think mm-hmm. the Port Transitor report said that over 30% of the data consumption is through WhatsApp. Oh, wow. So, which means WhatsApp, for most people, WhatsApp yeah. is the internet, right. and the internet is WhatsApp there. It's the WhatsApp internet isn't. is just like...
0: So, yeah. I'm its own beast. It's, yeah, it's a beast. WhatsApp okay. is a, it's a beast. In the... What would what you say is your career goal? <sighs>
1: oh, now, I think for the next couple of years, I am focused on growing Open Party. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we did a partnership with FOYO in Somalia, and we launched Open Party Somalia called, oh, great. Uh, platform called Kalfadi. And then I think this month we're launching open Pali in Zambia. Mm-hmm. So I think my focus in the next couple of years is increasing that footprint across the continent and making sure that that brand grows. Uh, I am very passionate about uh, people accessing content and being able to participate in processes that right. affect them. Right, I, think if right, they right. Have enough, I think if people have enough information they can make informed decisions and, you know, stand up for their own for their for themselves they don't need to be persuaded. So yeah. that's my that's gonna be my my goal. Okay. Not just in Zimbabwe, you know, across yeah. the region. Mm-hmm.
0: Cross. That's pretty cool. Okay, and then um if you had to choose three people to work with on a project, who would they be? Like just three random people and any particular project that you would work on. Who are those?
1: Uh, it'll definitely be the genie in Aladdin, because like, <laughs> then I can make any wish. <laughs> uh, it would be definitely Steven Spielberg. Spielberg, okay. Making yeah. movies, I see. The- yeah, I definitely think he's got a thing for telling incredible stories. Mm-hmm. And then I think, I think, I think if I could, I could dig up William Shakespeare or something, you know? Someone really? Like William, Shakespeare. William Shakespeare definitely will get away with words in the way that he just affected yeah, affected the world with his creativity. Yeah. Okay.
0: So Aladdin, yeah. So Aladdin's genie. Okay. He'd be my guy. So he spoke earlier on about Zimbabweans creating their own content. Um, Right now, how would you say our narrative as African and Zimbabwean is being told? I definitely, I think I
1: think it's starting to change, but I think
0: definitely in the past it's
1: been it's been it's been told from the perspective of the colonizer, mm-hmm. like the people who colonized us, uh, and they've been dictating the narrative, and it's also been determined by Hollywood and you know anything Western. Uh, but I think with. The internet, uh, you know, like people are starting to, to, to question certain things, question the way the stories are being told. I think there's been a number of times in the past year where CNN or BBC have done said something and then people are like, eh, Amy. <laughs> No, 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 check no, no. your facts. Check your facts, it's not the way it went down. Uh, or even, you know, remember when uh, Dana Gurira was excluded from the the poster of the Avengers? And then the Ooh, whole internet went yeah. wild yeah. because we were like, "Oh, oh okay, it's the only black on, yeah. person in this film is not included on the poster." Yeah. you know, so like, so I think the internet is able to like, like crowdsource, right. uh, You know, strengths and numbers and you know mm-hmm. to push a certain narrative forward. And I think as you're starting to see a, a, a huge shift in terms of like, you know, even like recently the Little Mermaid story where yeah. Ariel was yeah, yeah. now black. Yeah, the, the mermaid black, is now yeah. black. So yeah. like uh definitely reclaiming our place yeah. in 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 history and in, in 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 the narrative you know like even with black panther yeah the way that it was so popular across the across the world and in Africa seeing that narrative on online and mm-hmm. you know on the cinema it just you know disputed that you know the notion that you know black people are not bankable yeah. uh so i think yeah Hollywood is running out of stories and I think everyone's coming to Africa now and mm. we just have to be prepared.
0: Okay. Do you think our writers are doing enough, though, to tell our African narrative, um, given, given the knowledge that we now have that has been pretty much determined by the colonizers?
1: I think, I, think our, I think our writers are doing enough. I think what we don't do is we don't, we don't celebrate our writers. Right. And I think writers like Tsitsidan yes. Karemba, who spoke nervous condition, is one of the... Yeah must read books yeah. uh, like the top 100 books ever written yeah. uh, we yeah. don't celebrate them enough or uh, Dana Gurira whose plays have been you know, showcased yeah. on Broadway yeah. whose yeah. plays are award winning plays yeah. I mean we don't really celebrate and right. celebrate them en- enough and mm-hmm. you know we should be reading her uh, Dana Gurira's plays in schools and stuff yeah. but we're yeah. still reading Shakespeare mm-hmm. and all these other yeah. things except for our own plays I think we should we should, you know, celebrate our own local talent more and, you know, bring it to the forefront. I think we're always quick to, you know, me included, yeah. to seek stories that are outside of us instead sort of, like, picking the narratives that we have. So, like, when you asked me earlier, I said Steven Spielberg. Yep, I, exactly. <laughs> I said Shakespeare because I've been heavily influenced by the West. Yeah. So instead of yeah. saying... I went for Shakespeare but you know what I mean so like we I think the changes to come from within us first before we before we challenge everyone else that's
0: good yeah awesome thanks a lot man cool that was fun we'll see you later later thanks man cool